the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I have a very special guest here that uh, I think you're going to be blessed by uh, today's uh, impact segment and just uh, the next uh, hour of your life, if you'll stay with us. My special guest today is Candace Cameron Bure. She's an American actress, producer, author. She's got several books that have been on the New York Times bestseller list. She's been on talk shows. She's known around the world, really, for her role uh, on Full House as DJ Tanner and also her work on the Hallmark Channel. And uh, she's married to a a Russian hockey player, former Russian hockey player. I don't know if you know that, Val Bure. And she's got three incredible, amazing children. I know her personally as a woman who loves the Lord. She's unashamed of her faith one of the most delightful people on this planet. Uh, she is, I made up a word, she's undiva-like, but Christ-like, and she's a churchgoer, Bible-reading, woman of God. Candace, welcome to the KKLL Afternoon Show with Dudley Rutherford. How are you today? Yay! I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be on with you. How was that introduction? <laughs> <laughs> That was fantastic. It's like that was an ego booster. You have accomplished so much and um, just so really so well known in 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 our country and here in California. I have so many questions. I I really don't know even know where to begin. My first question is going to be off the wall. Your husband Val. I mentioned he's a former Russian hockey player. How, how did you, how did the two of you meet? We met at a charity hockey game in 1994. I was moving my best friend into, I know you're not going to like this, USC. Yeah, I'm not going to like that. Into the dorm room. Okay. (laughs) And I had gotten invited to a Luke Robitaille charity hockey game. And that's where I met Val because they were both celebrities and pros at that game. And so I was introduced to him, and it had turned out that he'd been in the States for about two years, but he watched Full House to learn English. No way. So he was excited to meet me. I thought he was really cute. Uh, We exchanged phone numbers, and within two years, we were married. Wow. How often does Val remind you of how great of a hockey player he was? (laughs) Every day. (laughs) So then you became you grew up in California and 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 you got into acting. How did you get involved in in acting? Yeah, so I've been acting since I was five, and we were I, born and raised in L.A. My dad, he's a public school teacher for right. over thirty five years. My mom was a stay at home mom, so it she had a friend who had her kids in the entertainment industry. And she said one day, oh, your kids are so cute. Let me give their picture to my agent. And my mom said, okay. I mean, my family was not a show business, business family. They didn't know anything about, about it. But right. my mom just kind of thought, huh, this was fun. Who knows? Maybe something could come of it. Right. And so that was it. We, we went to visit that agent, and I started doing commercials. 
and I've kind of been working ever since. Right. And, and I think people are drawn to you as far as the Christian community, uh, at least, and also just people in general. You kind of have a wholesome uh, feel to you or vibe to you, and I think most normal people, uh, when they look at Hollywood, things seem to be so far left and so strange yeah. in a lot of different ways. And um, I know that a lot of that comes uh, from your parents. It comes from just how the way God made you, but a lot of it has yep. to do with your faith, correct? Yes. And we're and, and, and can it. you tell us quickly just kind of your story of faith, your journey of faith, and did you grow up in church yeah. and, and a follower your whole life? So, I didn't go to church until I was 12 years old. That was the first time. My mom is a believer, was always a believer. My dad was not. My dad was pretty much an atheist and didn't want religion talked about in our home growing up. And when I was 12, my parents were thinking about divorcing and they separated. And that's when a friend invited them to go to Christian counseling through their church in hopes to help them work it out and repair their marriage. And my dad did not want my mom leaving And so my dad agreed to go to this counseling to try to save it. And so that was a huge step in itself, because as kids, we were like, whoa, we're going to the church for the first time, but this is dad taking us to church. And dad doesn't want anything to do with God. So we already knew that was a really big deal. And uh, I... I would say that at 12 years old, I gave my life to Christ. I listened to a sermon, you know, heard that altar call, and I prayed, asked Jesus into my heart. And so I've I've been saved. I've been a Christian since I was 12 years old, but I certainly did not own that for myself. I didn't start walking that walk really until my early 20s. I always had just believed in Jesus, but I never opened up my Bible. I'd go to youth group sometimes, but I was, you know, working full-time on on full house, so I didn't have a normal childhood. But, um, you know, faith was just kind of a compartment of my life. Right. It wasn't my life. Right. And it wasn't until my early 20s that I had our first child, Natasha, And I started thinking, what do I want to teach her? What do we want to teach her about God and religion? And I realized I don't even really know God that well. Mm. I just know I believe in Jesus. Mm. But I better open up a Bible and start reading what the Word of God says so I actually know what I'm talking about. And that's what started my journey of faith in a real tangible way and started walking with the Lord and... And it just, you know, my my whole world changed. And I would say that, you know, my husband, Val, at that time when we got married, we were both the same type of Christian. We both believed in Jesus, and we went to visit him on Easter and Christmas right. at church. Right. And so once my, my world got rocked with my faith, it's all I could do was talk to Val about Jesus. And let's go to church, and let's go... Let's keep learning, and I would, I would reiterate the sermons that I was listening to because I would go into church by myself or, you know, just taking the kids. And within a couple of years, uh, Val came to Christ with his relationship, and that was quite the journey, too. I mean, mm. I could talk a whole, <laughs> sure. a whole long story about that, but 
Sal and I are now both, you know, both walking believers. I mean, we've always been believers, but it just, we, we were never always walking the, the talk. So right. we have now since our, our mid-20s. Right. Uh, this is Dudley Rutherford of Shepherd Church, and I'm uh, hosting the show today and talking to Candace Cameron Bure, uh, Full House, uh, Fuller House, and also the Hallmark movies. And, um, Candace, when I think of Hollywood, I had someone who, who told me one time that in Hollywood there's only one rule. He was an executive uh, producer, vice president of one of the major studios. He said there's only one rule in Hollywood, and that is that there are no rules. And uh, I know it's a very tough business. I, for me, my, my feeling is it's anti-Christian. And here you mm-hmm. are, a believer, where... Um, I, I believe, I mean, I've always sensed that God has his hand of blessing upon your life in this, in this very difficult uh, arena, and yet it's what God's called you to do. And really, as a believer, how have you navigated your faith with being involved in Hollywood? And I, I know that you work with people that, who think 100% opposite of you in so many different areas, and yet you are you're still yeah. working and you're still plugging away and you're still sharing your faith. And, and, and a lot of people that share their faith in Hollywood no longer get a, another gig. They, they, they won't get hired yet. Somehow you keep getting hired and keep finding work and God just has his hand of blessing on you. Well, yes, I agree with you. Sometimes Dudley, I, I don't know how I've done it. And, and But I do know how, and it's because God has given me grace. God does have his hand upon me. Um, The steps that I've I've taken, they haven't worked for most people. So I I know that God has just opened doors for me. You know, my intent has never been like, hey, I want to come in and, um, and be a Christian in the industry. My intent has always been, hey, God gave me a gift of acting. I've been acting since I was five. I love this talent and and what he's given me, as well as the other things. Obviously, I've grown into adulthood more than acting. Uh, But when my faith became so very real and personal, and I'm like, I can't walk out my front door and leave my faith in my living room and then go to work. It comes with me wherever I go. So mm. I've always had the intent of, Lord, whatever I do, whatever op- doors you open, whether it's acting, whether it's being a stay-at-home mom, no matter what, I want to do it all for your glory. I want to honor you. I want to be uh, an ambassador or a light for you. I want to share people with you. And I don't know what that um, kind of secondary purpose or the outlet that you'll give me to do that, but that is my goal. That is, is just to, to be walking with you and share people with you. So as I've gone through the entertainment industry, that has always, that's what I've always led with. And so, but I've always been at peace with God saying, but God, if this isn't the place, if entertainment isn't the place, then open the door where you would have me. And I've been confident in that. And, and the truth is like, there's so much, um, there's so much fear or there could be fear and worry in that area. And yet God just has given me a supernatural peace that no matter where he wanted me, I was fine with that because I just want to be with him. And I don't want to be in a place where I don't feel God's presence. So I think with that confidence, 
God just kept opening doors in the entertainment industry. And, um, you know, one of the biggest places I think about was co-hosting The View for two years, which still kind of blows my mind. And yet God actually used, it was my faith that The View even called me. I didn't seek out that job. I wasn't looking to be the co-host of that show, and yet they thought, oh, you are a conservative woman, you're not shy about your faith, and we want to hear that voice. And I just try to be obedient to God and pray about everything before I do it, and I really keep my focus and priorities on Him first before I make those decisions. Uh, I I, I cannot tell you how refreshing it is. And again, I think this is why you have such a huge fan base is, is that you, you actually take your faith in, into where you work and realize that God has placed you there for his purpose and, and for his, for his reasons and uh, that you're, you're unashamed and there's a boldness there in your walk that I, I don't see in, in normal people, uh, not not normal people, but people in regular jobs, because I think Hollywood, mm-hmm. there's a certain type of persecution that goes against believers in general, yes. uh, not not in all cases. But for you, you walk into a hostile environment, a uh, hostile Christian environment, and you have this boldness, and not many people have that. Your brother Kurt has it, and uh, mm-hmm. I know for a fact one of your sons has it, uh, mm-hmm. but, but where did, where did that boldness come from? <laughs> I, I think it's because I'm not afraid to fail. I failing is, is a step of growth. It's where we learn. And I, I, I also know that God just gave me like guts. I don't know what else to say. I'm just a gutsy person, but I, but I, I sometimes looked around me and I would see the people who I've loved for so long have these great ideas and want to do things or, or help people or accomplish something. And yet they allowed fear and the, and the fear of failure to hinder them. Right. And as a, at a young age, I thought, well, I never want to be like that. I just want to go for it. And who cares if I fail? Wow. I can always try it again. Right. And so I think that's a, just a, a, a God-given confidence as well. You know, I'm preaching through the Beatitudes at church, and I, I do want to ask you, because you do attend my church uh, when you're in the yes. area, and I want to know how you got started doing that. But Uh, I'm preaching right now through the Beatitudes, and at the very end of the Beatitudes, it says, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then it says, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. I I have followed you on on, uh, Instagram. I think you have some 5 million followers, and if someone's listening, Mm -hmm. they can find you at Candace. C. Bure, that's B-U-R-E, B-U-R-E, Candace C. Bure. And I know that you, I know that you get a lot of heat and a lot of persecution. Um, I, I think your fans all stand with you, but, but a lot of people don't understand how much vitriol is on the internet for, towards those mm-hmm. who are believers. And I, you know, I, I keep thinking about that Bible verse, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. And I feel like you're, you're kind of living that out day by day, even with God's hand of blessing on you, 
when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me, rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So I know that you've got a lot of blessings here on earth uh, because of your faith, but you, you also have a lot of blessings in store for you up in heaven putting up with all the stuff you have to put up with. Do you agree with me? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yes, I hope so. I, and sometimes when I do feel that persecution, which in light of of world events doesn't, I can't compare that kind of mm. persecution to mm. what's happening around the world. But, mm. um, I, you know, I often will read those types of comments and I, and I think to myself, well, at least I'm doing something right. Right. Because if they're mad at me about Jesus, I'm doing something right. Well, uh, you know, I I just, I love your work, and you're involved in so many things. Uh, this is Dudley Rutherford uh, from Shepherd Church uh, hosting the show this, this rest of this week. And I'm talking to Candace Cameron Bure, actress, producer, author. Uh, she mentioned just a little while ago she was on uh, The View hosting on that for a couple of years. You have a a, a website. You, you, I, like I find you all over the internet, but um, people can go to CandiceCBure.com to learn all about you. If someone's listening and perhaps they they don't know who you are, but I certainly want to encourage people to follow you because you are someone who is a person of faith in a very secular world. And again, I just want to encourage people that are listening that whatever field that you're in, it doesn't matter if you're in the entertainment industry or if you're in business or you're in public school system, wherever you live, wherever you work, uh, God wants to use you to, to make a difference in that world. And as God has called you to salvation, that he really wants to use you to either plant seeds or water seeds, the Bible talks about. And I don't, I don't know of anyone in Hollywood, uh, Candace, that plants as many seeds or water as many seeds as you. Uh, I just, I, those voices are silenced uh, mm. in, in, in this culture. And so, certainly, I want how many? I want people to pray for you and 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 to be lifting you up. Thank and you. Follow you on uh, on Instagram or you're on Twitter and you're also on Facebook and involved in so many things. I want you to tell us. Uh, just uh, a quick minute. Uh, how did how did you get started going to Shepherd and and, uh, and ex- hmm. explain a little bit? You just got a couple of minutes here. Sure. So uh, I'm friends with Tamara Mowry Housley. Oh, Adam and, and Tamara Adam Housley. Yeah. So you uh, you did their wedding ceremony. I did their wedding up in a Bay Area, yeah. and it, it, it to yeah. this day is one of the funnest weddings I've ever done <laughs> in my entire life. Fantastic. Were you there that day? Yeah. We were there. Val and I were there that day. After you, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You, I mean, I'm saying you did the ceremony, but... Or performed you performed the, I performed, uh, conducted yeah. the, the wedding vows and all conducted, that. Okay, conducted all of that. Val and I looked at each other because we had been church hopping everywhere in L.A. because we couldn't find where we wanted to be. And we both looked at each other and we went, this guy's solid. This guy brought the word. He (laughs) He totally preached it at someone's wedding. I want to go to this guy's church. And that was it. So when we got back to L.A., we've been going to your church ever since. And was that one of the funnest weddings you've ever been to? (laughs) Yes. 
It was a blast. Um, those people uh, know how to have fun. So when you got to Shepherd, you showed up. What, what, what was your impression when you got there? Well, we used to go to a church in, when we lived in Florida for 10 years, and it reminded us so very much of that church, which we absolutely loved. And I, lo- I love that there's a big congregation. I love that it's so multi-ethnic. Right. I see all different skin colors in there. I see all different ages in there. And that's, that is so, so important to us. And, um, and then I just, I mean, the way you guys do it all is, first of all, I have to say, the preaching is what's most important to me. And Dudley, you, you preach the Word. I love listening to your sermons. I love uh, when you're there. I love, you know, all of our associate and guest pastors are wonderful, but when you're there, Dudley, we're like, yes! Um, and you just bring it, and you're not, you're not soft about it. You're not trying to please the masses with it. You're bringing the Word of God, and that is truly the most important part of church for us. And, and your and, and your husband stays awake through the whole sermon. <laughs> he does. <laughs> hey, Candace, we we have to take a little uh, commercial break okay. here, but uh, we're going to come right back. I have some some important questions for you, and uh, want to encourage people if you're listening uh, and get on the get on the phone, text somebody, and let them know that Candace Cameron Bure is on KKLA ninety nine point five FM. Ask them to join us. And uh, again, this is Dudley Rutherford, pastor of Shepherd Church. I'm just a pastor of a church here in the Valley, and uh, we're here uh, every night on 7 o'clock if you'd like to listen to one of our sermons or be a part of our church. And we're going to be right, right back in just a few moments. Don't go anywhere uh, on KKLA Afternoon Drive Show. There we go. Listen to that, Candace. You recognize that song? <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> this is Dudley Rutherford, senior pastor of Shepherd Church over in Porter Ranch, California, and I'm the guest host uh, here on the KKLA Afternoon Show. And, uh, you know, we're here every uh, night, Monday through Friday at 7 o'clock. It's really strange driving through Los Angeles myself and turning on uh, the radio and hearing myself preach, but... Uh, Candace, I thank you for, again, uh, your faith, uh, talking to Candace Cameron Bure. And, uh, Candace, your faith and your boldness in a, in a tough place where you work. And uh, I know you've got a million good friends out there. But uh, you, you were talking about coming to church, and, and I, I want you to take just a quick second. I, I know that you probably stepped away like a lot of people did during the pandemic, and eventually mm-hmm. got back to coming to church and just what that was like for you and that decision. And when you, when you walked back into church, um, how much of a blessing it was to just to be back in the, in the house of the Lord with, with people together and, and worshiping and studying the word together. What was that? What was that experience like oh. for you? Well, I'm sure I'm one of many voices that you've heard, but, uh, you know, I love my Sunday mornings. I love coming to church I love singing, worshiping in person. And during the pandemic, we watched you every week online. Mm-hmm. And it that became a sacred time at home. It, it w- was actually a really good time that I was very right. happy um, that we, we kind of worked through some family stuff. And with within church, being able to do that at home. Right. But man, when you, the doors were back open and we thought, okay, let's go back. It had been 
over a year we hadn't hadn't gone in person and I cried. I bawled the first time we came <laughs> back in because to sing with everyone, I none of us realized how much we missed mm. community and people and hearing those voices live and just being surrounded by other believers. It felt like it just felt like, you know, hands were on you praying, just being within the body of Christ, mm. just being in the presence of the body of Christ. So mm. uh, we certainly recognized after being away for so long how important it is to come in person right. and to spend that time worshiping. And, you know, on the days that I'm working, because I'm, I'm uh, out of the country right now working on a film, but I have my Sunday mornings, I watch you online, but once I'm home, and I'm in town, we're always there in person right. because it makes a huge difference. Well, I certainly thank you for being there, and, and as a pastor, I, I certainly believe uh, it, it should be a priority in our life. We, we have time for everything else, and most of us are out and about in the community, and again, we're trying to be safe. Uh, we have our doors all propped yeah. open, so you can come in and out without touching a door. We don't. We haven't passed an offering plate in a year and a half, so when people you know, say the only reason you're open is because you need the money. I said, we haven't even passed an offering plate in like two years. So, so don't, don't go there. You haven't been there. You don't know uh, what yeah. we're about. And, uh, and, 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 you know, the building sit, sits empty for six days. There's no one in there for a week. It's the cleanest place in the world to be. And then we sanitize it in between, but I certainly mm-hmm. thank you. I, I know it. I know it's difficult for all people sometimes you know we're busy to find that as a priority but i certainly appreciate you doing that i asked i put yeah. out go ahead well, well Dudley, i'm gonna interrupt you one sec because we drive 45 minutes to come to your oh church. my oh my so i just i just say that because we don't live in that in that community right. we don't but that's right. how important it, it is for us to be there and in person and uh, really hear the word of god preached uh, the, uh, in a biblical way, so we drive forty-five minutes to see you. That that is a man. You just blessed me right there. Uh, you know, I, I always I say I got people who live across the street that won't come. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. And you're driving forty-five <laughs> minutes to get well, there. I also always think, man, if I, you know, we live right on the off the one eighteen freeway, the church, and uh, it's a pretty large building, and people can see it, and there's probably. Two or three hundred thousand people drive by that church every day on the one eighteen freeway, and I always say, man, if they they would just stop their car and and come in here for one hour, it would have the potential to change their life if they would just take that time. So hopefully today you'll encourage someone out there who's listening to find a church and get plugged into. Someone wrote yes. me a question, and again I'm talking to Candace Cameron Bure, actress, producer, author. Uh, you might have seen her on Full House or on the Hall- on the Hallmark movies, which I want to talk about in just a second. But someone wrote me a question uh, to ask you if you have any advice for teenagers. And the reason I want to ask you that question is because of your three children, who I mentioned at the beginning of this hour, are three of the most amazing children that I know of. And I don't know how you have been... Uh, accomplished all the things you've accomplished doing all the traveling that you have have done and raised such three remarkable children. But I do know that being a teenager in Los Angeles during the pandemic and during this year, this season of where our country is, it almost seems like it's impossible to raise a great teenager. But 
What advice would you give for a, for a parent or for a teenager who's listening, who might be listening, might be a fan of oh, yours, wow. um, just just to navigate through this culture? What well, Any advice that you'd give yeah, them? Yeah, so let, I'll, I'll get – so first let me just say to parents, I have, a, I have a wonderful husband that's completely invested in our children mm. and our marriage as well. Mm. So one, having that family, I realize not everyone has that. But man, is that a benefit in the way God intended it to be. And it helps to have a partner uh, that is on the same page that way with you. And so I could not have done this without my husband and his commitment to our children and our family as well. Mm. And um, I just, you, you have to invest that time. Like no matter how cranky teenagers get and they don't want to listen to you, it might seem like it goes in one ear and out the other, but you have to sound like a broken record. You have to keep teaching them, but you also have to go into listening to them. And you don't have to agree with them. You point them back to the Word of God and what God says, and you just gently keep reminding them of that. But you be repetitive. I can still remember so many of the things that my mom and dad have taught me and told me since I was a kid. And it was like, I know, Dad, you don't have to say it again. And yet I never forgot it. So keep doing that. And I, uh, they hear you. They hear you as, as, and they will apply it when they get older, mm. most of them. Um, and to, to any teenagers out there, man, the first thing I would say is um, I, I hope you, you know the Lord and you love the Lord. And sometimes that can feel like you have a big, you know, a big mark right on you going, oh, think, people think it's weird and and, you know, maybe I'm a freak, a Jesus freak or something, and it's not cool. And listen, you're, you're probably not even going to see half of those kids when you get older. So who cares? Well, that's a good think. word. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you really aren't. Um, but but you can't allow the, the thoughts of what other people think more than, than you allow what God thinks of you. And when you surround yourself with like-minded people when you got to pick your friends so wisely because you know I've seen that even with my own kids my kids are all young adults now one of them still a teenager he's 19 but you know I saw that a lot with my daughter who when she would um, kind of be in one group of friends I would see her attitude change even though she loved God but she could be swayed easily mm. and vice versa then she'd get around a good group of people and she would be another way and so you really have to choose those group of friends wisely and be and and have discernment and listen to to mom and dad or the people who talk to you in your life to weed some of them out. If you know that they're not influencing you in a positive way, you got to weed them out unless you're the leader. And if you are a leader, then lead your friends. Lead your friends to make good choices and to be kind to one another and and get get involved in your youth groups and Bible study and get into the Word of God. Mm. Does, were you worried about raising your, your children in this city and in this culture? I, I wasn't worried because I was born and raised here. Right. I've lived in other cities, but L.A. is so normal to me, and I only recognize my perspective when I talk to people who weren't born and raised here, which is almost the majority of L.A., a right. lot of transplants. Uh, and I'm, I'm just, 
I'm kind of used to being the the black sheep or in the minority in terms of my faith. Mm. And that's not just in L.A., but within the entertainment industry. And so I feel like my parents and I, we all navigated that well. So I wasn't nervous about it with my children. But I tell you, having lived in Florida for 10 years, I mean, it's a whole lot harder in L.A. And I didn't even realize it because it is normal. But when we came back, it was like, oh, the culture is so different in LA and you just have to be that much more invested and on top of it. Yeah. I remember when I moved my family out from uh, the Midwest and uh, probably half my church is from the Midwest. Uh, you know, half the church grew, grew up in California, mm-hmm. half are transplants. But I remember thinking, do I want to, do I want to move out here and try to raise my children? And, and there was an elder in the church who had a couple of kids, another guy had an L, a, a daughter, and they were just like the most well-behaved kids ever. And it kind of dawned on me at that point, well, you can raise good children in any part of this country, in any kind of the, whatever the culture's like, if you and your spouse are committed to raising your children in a Christian home, you can do that if you're living that out each and every day. Candace, we're going to take a little break here, and and, uh, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about a ministry or charity that you're involved in where I think people can can come alongside you uh, to begin to make a difference in people's lives that are hurting around the world that people will be interested in. This is Dudley Rutherford filling in on the KKLA Afternoon Show, and we'll be right back. It's Pastor Dudley Rutherford of Shepherd Church. I'm the senior pastor, been there for a long, long time, longer than some of you have been alive, but uh, we are a racially diverse church, a generationally diverse church, and uh, we're here on the radio, KKLA, every night at 7 o'clock. So if you're listening to the radio tonight, tune in at 7 p.m. and listen to the Lift Up Jesus broadcast ministry. You'll hear me preaching. I'm, I'm not really preaching today. I'm interviewing uh, Candace Cameron Bure, an, a- an actress, producer, author, talk show panelist, and uh, she, I didn't know that you were actually producing, or I knew you were on Full House, but you're actually directing, is that correct? Yeah, I directed several of the Fuller House episodes that were, they're on Netflix. Okay. Uh, the new the new version of the show. Oh. And, yeah, and then I uh, and then I produce all my Hallmark movies. And tell me about uh, quickly the Hallmark. How many Hall? I know this is this is probably the most. What is the most often asked question you you receive? In general, or about yeah. Hallmark? No, just in general. Oh. The most often asked question. It's it's Full House coming back. Is Full House coming back? Okay, yeah, back to the Hallmark. Probably. Back back. <laughs> Back to the Hallmark. Uh, is Full House coming yeah. back? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, how many Hallmark movies have you have you been in or been involved with? Oh goodness, i I think I think around thirty five, maybe. How is how is that possible? <laughs> You've been in thirty five Hallmark movies. <laughs> Something like that. And that's it's been it, a long time. Can can you tell people that's what you're doing right now? You're up in in, in somewhere working yes. on one of those. I'm, I'm in Canada right now, and I'm about to shoot my tenth Hallmark Christmas movie. Oh, can you tell us what it's about? 
I can't tell you what it's about because we have not announced it yet. I have to wait for Hallmark to oh. say it to the press first, so I can't share any details. Candace, there is a Bible verse in Matthew chapter 5 that says, You are the salt of the earth, and you are light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. And it says to let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. That is the verse that when I think of you because of all the stuff you're involved with, and it just seems like whatever you're doing, I follow you. You know, because you go to my church, I follow you. Uh, and you have some 5 million followers. And anyone listening, you can go to CandaceCBure.com. And you're also involved, you have a, a, on a Dayspring website, which is dayspring.com, you have some devotional books. You even have your own Bible. How, how do you have your own Bible? I don't understand that. It, I know. That's crazy, right? You have a clothing well, line on QVC. Uh, you produce these Hallmark Christmas movies, uh, directing Full, uh, Fuller House on Netflix. But I, I, wanna, I want you to talk about the Candace Cameron Bure collection set on dayspring.com. What is that? Yeah. And for someone who's listening, they, they, they don't even know that you have this. Yes, I, w- I thank you for asking. I would love to talk about this. So, Dudley, I, you, I, yes, I'm an actress and do these other things, but my goal is always to point people to Jesus. So I love that people love watching my Hallmark movies and they feel good about them, but my hope is that they will look me up on Instagram or online and they will see that I am a Christian, I'm a woman of faith, and that I, if, if they don't know Jesus, I want to help point them there. And then I have tools that will help them know Jesus and get into the Word of God. So I have an entire collection that is available through dayspring.com or QVC at times that includes a Bible and we created this Bible. It's, it's the Holy Bible. It's Old and New Testament. Wait a minute. I'm going to clap. I'm going to clap. Hold on. I'm clapping. Okay. We have Candace Cameron, American actress, producer, author. She's got her own Bible, dayspring.com. You all need to go get that Bible. All right. Tell I, us about the Bible. Tell I, us Tell us about the Bible. I didn't write it. Oh. Thank goodness. Um, and you didn't change it. You didn't change it, did you? Exactly. I didn't change it. It's the Holy Bible. But what we've done it's called the One Step Closer Bible, and I have a very unique platform in that I reach a lot of unbelievers because they do watch the shows like Fuller House and the Hallmark movies. And I'm kind of this light that attracts them, and they go, "Oh, there's, you know, I used to, I used to go to church, or I, I used, I was raised that way, but I haven't read a Bible in so long, or I've never read the Bible. How do I start?" Mm. And so we created this, the Holy Bible, but then it's got five, over 500 topics that are questions and answers, and we point them through the Bible, and it's in simple modern-day English. Mm. So if someone says, hey, I don't know anything about baptism or uh, selfishness, or, I mean, pick a topic, you name it, it's all very easy to look that up. I, it'll point you to where it is in the Bible. So this Bible is the intention of bringing you one step closer to Jesus to make it as simple as possible for you to get back into the Word of God. And not uh, uh, not only for that, for you, it, for the person who's listening, but you could pick up one of these Bibles or two or three or four or five of them to give to people who might be searching and might be new in their faith. Yes, Absolutely. And then we also, I have devotionals. I have uh, six different devotionals 
that are out and they're all themed differently. There's no particular order, but one is called Beautifully Broken, and it talks about when we're broken people, how God uses that and transforms us, puts us the pieces back together, or love overall. You know, in Colossians 3.14, God says, put on patience, put on kindness, put on empathy, put on uh, gratitude, put on all these things, but above all, put on love, because love binds us all in unity. So that whole devotional is all about loving people, particularly the unlovable. It's 10 minutes a day. It helps point you back into Scripture, so then you can dig deeper as well. And all those products are available um, at, at daysprings.com. And, and, and so they can, can they get that at, the, at your website as well, CandaceBure.com? Yes. I, yes. I, I love on your website, I looked it up, and you have a, a saying down at the bottom. It says, I vote we take the high road and let's keep it classy and choose kindness. Yes. And, and um, I, I think, um, Candace, that's how people know you. I, I, you know, whenever you travel and, and you meet someone who is a total, complete stranger, and as you just kind of interact with them, you start to get this vibe, I think this person is a believer, I, there, there's something different about this person. I truly think that they're a Christian, and it's the Spirit of God that lives within me and lives within you, that if you, you can be on another country, another city, another state, and you just meet someone randomly, and just the, the, through the interaction, you start to think that well, this person is a Christian. I think yes. I think people with you, when they see you, and you're, you're everywhere on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, these these Hallmark movies, the Netflix, the Fuller House, Full House. I think I think when secular people that know nothing about God, when they see you, and they they start to follow you and pay attention, they start to think there's something different about this person, and they don't know what it is. Uh, and then they get involved in following, and they find stuff like this DaySpring.com that you've got devotional books, your own Bible, and other. Uh, products that that lead people to the Lord. So, thank you for being a a, a person of faith like that. And um, tell us quickly. Uh, we got about a minute here. You have a charity that you're involved with that looks unbelievable called Skip One, the number one Skip, the word Skip, and then the number one dot org. Can you tell us about that? I'd love to. So we build kitchens in schools and orphanages all over the world in Africa, in the Philippines, in India, and then work with the homeless community right here in the United States. So during the month of September, it's our annual fundraiser called Skip-tember. And what we ask is that, would you be willing to skip something? Would you be willing to sacrifice something? It could be small or big, and donate that money instead. So we're not asking you to reach into your pocket and, and, and donate money that maybe you don't have, we're saying, hey, could you skip lunch today and, and donate that $10 that you would have spent to skip one? Could you skip that frozen yogurt or skip that car wash or skip your haircut? Um, any of those things, and 100% of your proceeds go to building those kitchens that then feed these children, and it may be their only their only meal for the day. And you're heavily, and you're heavily involved in this, and you're, reaching, uh, yes. you're helping people all I'm over the world. The I've been on the board uh, since its inception over 10 years, and we're help, helping people all over the world. Yes. And, and you're, you said, I, I believe, that there are 9 million children who die of, who are dying of starvation as we speak. Yes. 
and Which here, is curable. It, it is curable, and uh, uh, and 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 you can get involved. Just go to skipone.org and get plugged in. See what you could give. See what you could sacrifice. Candace, thank you so much uh, for joining us here today. Pastor Dudley. Yes. It, it was awesome. Well, thank you, and I want to encourage people to follow you on Instagram because really, she's got so much going on. You can either go to her website, CandiceCBure, B-U-R-E dot com, or just look her up on Instagram, Candice Cameron Bure, and you'll find her. Uh, today, I just want to leave you with a word. Uh, the Bible says in Colossians 3.17 that whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the God the Father through him. Candace lives that out each and every day in her life, and you can live that out each and every day in your life. I want you to come back next hour. Uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, I've got a question. We're going to start taking some calls, and I've got some things that I want to throw out there to you, and uh, I think it'll be a blessing to this radio station. But this is Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'll see you after the break, the KKLA Afternoon Show here on 99.5 FM. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.